Welcome to the Storytelling for Innovation podcast. I'm your host, Leanne Brennan, a freelance illustrator, motion designer, and now educator, here to give you a peek into what it's like to create visuals for human-centered design projects and how sometimes it requires a different approach than what we're used to. Let's dive in. Okay. Hi, everyone. So today I'm going to talk about the McDonald's drive through of the future. I saw an article in CNN, and it just is such another great example of a typical type of project that you might be on as a storyteller or motion designer or some sort of person who's going to visualize the future for these innovation teams. So I thought I would walk you through this. Before I get into that, I don't really have that many updates except for my beta testers are still working on getting through my course and giving me feedback. So I'm hoping to get that by the end of January and then make some revisions and then get my course out to the world. So if you want to get on the wait list for that, you can go to storytellingforinnovation.com. And that's really it. I don't really have anything else going on except for the craziness of the holidays. As I record this right now, it is December and I'm trying to wrap a bunch of stuff up before I go on break. So I hope you are all enjoying the busyness of the holiday season as well. So yeah, now let's get into this episode. So I'm going to go over this article. So I saw this, it said like the drive-through of the future. And it's just such a perfect example of how when I say innovation, it does not mean invention, even though like, yes, these concepts that they came up with are new to the world. So they technically are innovative and do fall in the innovation category. But as an outsider, we might see these ideas that they came up with and think like, that's it. Like, okay, that's not really that big of a deal. So this huge, like new drive through of the future is basically just a restaurant that's going to have no seating. And there's going to be a regular drive up window as you regularly would at a, as a fast food restaurant. And then there's going to be a park and order counter And then they're like, big new feature is this order ahead lane where you can kind of bypass the regular pickup lane and just order on your app and go to a separate lane to pick up your food, which I think is going to be rolled out on a conveyor belt, (laughs) which is kind of funny. But, you know, on an outside look, you're just like, all right, well, that's not really that exciting. It's not really like that new, but it is new because it's new to this company or this organization, you know, like these things, sometimes they seem obvious, but there's so much work that goes into coming up with something like this. It's like a lot of research. There is a ton of stuff that would even kick off a project like this. Like I was reading through the article and it said, um, here's a quote from it. Drive-through times have gotten 45 seconds slower on average in 2022 compared to 2029 at industry-leading chains, according to this year's drive-through report by QSR and InTouch Insight. 
Now listen to that for a second. There's a drive-through report that gets published every year. That means there's like a whole company that's dedicated to like analyzing drive-through speed. Like that's crazy. This world is absolutely nuts. So this drive-through report is made by QSR, which is a quick service magazine. So it's like this whole magazine dedicated to what they call like fast casual dining. It's just like the fast food or restaurants where you get your food and you're not like sitting there for hours kind of thing. So there's just so much research going into this that's going to kick off an initiative like this. So within McDonald's, there's like all these number crunchers who every year are trying to figure out like, how can we save money? How can we grow the company based on like current trends that are happening in in the world, you know, tying in what we know about our data and blah, 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 blah. So there's all this stuff internally going on with a company like McDonald's that would even initiate the, you know, project like this, the drive through of the future. And there's teams dedicated to innovation in all sorts of departments in a company like this. Like I just quickly looked on on LinkedIn in McDonald's and there's like a ton of people just dedicated to the menu, you know, and as an outsider, you're just like, why would you need that many people and with their job titles like innovation strategy and menu you're just like wow okay i guess this is like an ordeal to figure out what mcdonald's is going to serve up but it is because it's all tied to research it's all tied to data there are reasons for every single decision in these big companies so I was looking in further and they said that they partnered with this company, um, UXUS, which is kind of like a consultancy. It looks like they really specialize in retail and hospitality from what I could tell. It said they're a global retail design brand agency. They provide end-to-end consultancy that offers comprehensive design services encompassing the entire customer journey, including retail design, hospitality design, experience retail design, UX digital services, financial analytics, and proof-of-concept metrics. So McDonald's partnered with this company, UXUS, to design this one test restaurant that's going to be testing out this drive-through of the future restaurant, which is just like this concept restaurant that they built in Fort Worth, Texas. So they're just going to be kind of like testing this out with customers and gathering data and like changing things and learning. And it's just this kind of experiment to see whether this is worthwhile. And in the article that was published by McDonald's, like corporate, they said um, that they first shared the plans for this concept restaurant in 2020, which means if they were sharing the plans in 2020, they've been working on it before 2020. So this has been like years of work on this test restaurant, this drive through of the future. And I went onto LinkedIn to see like, hmm, who might have worked on this project? And all I did was 
I looked in that CNN article and there was a quote from Max Carmona, who is the senior director of global design and restaurant development at McDonald's. And he said, as our customers need needs continue to change, we are committed to finding new ways to serve them faster and easier than ever before. So I was like, okay, Max is my guy. So I went on LinkedIn, looked him up and went to his experience in, uh, you know, his profile and found the right McDonald's. Cause like sometimes if you just search McDonald's in LinkedIn, or you just search a company in LinkedIn, LinkedIn, there might be different ones and you want to make sure you get the right one. So I went to the LinkedIn page for McDonald's and then I just searched when you filter people, I just searched innovation and I scrolled through a couple and I was like, you know what? I bet this guy worked on this project and this guy, Luke Crawford, his job title was innovation supervisor, digital customer experience. And I was like, this guy definitely worked on this project. And lo and behold, he did. And in his activity, his recent activity on LinkedIn, he posted about this drive through of the future. So I was like, okay. And he even mentioned a bunch of people that worked on the project. So I was looking at all the people that he mentioned. And, you know, there's like US marketing innovation director, director of innovation, director, digital product and experience, ordering innovation and drive-throughs and curbside. Like some of these job titles are really long. Um, Senior product engineer, operations manager, chief US customer experience officer. But then there was this guy, Josh Wislowski, who is the senior manager of customer experience. And for some reason, I just was like, this is the guy. I don't know if it was his profile picture. It just seemed more artful than the other ones. The other ones were like super business. But this guy, I I just had a feeling about. So I clicked on his profile and lo and behold, his undergrad was in industrial design, which a lot of these other people, their schooling and past job experience is all like business stuff or marketing So this guy, Josh, is an artist like us. And his background, he started, you know, what he has like a furniture design intern. And then he was a design director somewhere. And then he moved up to be a creative director. And then when he got to McDonald's, he was a retail concept designer. And then he moved up to a creative technologist. And then service design manager, and now his current role, senior manager, customer experience. So if I were to reach out to anyone who is a part of this project, it would be Josh because he has an art background just like me. And if I were to approach a company and ask them like, hey, do you guys ever use video animation or illustration to like communicate internal initiatives? I would want to speak to someone that values the arts, you know, whereas someone else who's like more into business or straight up strategy might not see the value in that. So that's one thing you can keep in mind as you're searching for like people to reach out to is scroll back and look at their where they went to college, you know, look at their first jobs that they had and see if they're coming from you know, more of that design or art background, because they're going to be more likely 
to understand your language and, and kind of like give you, give you an in maybe because you're their people kind of in a way. And then I went to that company UXUS, which is the consultancy or however they, they call themselves a brand agency um, that McDonald's partnered with to build this test restaurant. And I was looking at the job titles there and there was creative strategist. There was a couple creative strategists and I was like, hmm, that's interesting. And I was looking at a couple of them and again, I looked back into their job titles that they started out when they graduated college. And I looked at what they studied in college and looking at a couple of them, I would choose to reach out to this one woman who studied this like self-designed, independent led multidisciplinary concentration at college, which was around experiential design versus the other people who their undergrad was like history and politics and like business stuff. It's like, okay, the person that would be most likely to align with what I was saying would be someone who's more into design. Um, And that company is in Amsterdam and all the McDonald's people that worked on this project, a lot of them are in Chicago So just something to keep in mind, it's like, look at where people are located too, because if you live in Chicago and you contact someone else that's in Chicago, you have that camaraderie of location just like right off the bat. And sometimes that's enough to be like, oh, you're in Chicago, I'm in Chicago. Um, And that can kind of start conversations too. So it's just really interesting. You know, this is just such a perfect example of a type of project that I might work on as a storyteller for innovation. Like you can imagine when they were first starting to, you know, research or figure out how they might prototype this drive through, you know, they're figuring out, okay, like, what is this thing going to what is this thing going to be based on the insights that they found through research? And I don't know if the McDonald's team was looking into those insights and research or if they partnered with someone else. I did do a quick search in LinkedIn LinkedIn and McDonald's just with the keyword insights. And there are certainly a lot of job titles that have that term. And I don't know how it's structured, but Sometimes um, there will be teams within these big organizations that have a whole department dedicated to like research and insights, and then they'll pass that information on to a design team that's then going to take that and be like, okay, what are we going to make based on what our customers said their pain points are? Um, some companies, their teams do it all, you know, there'll be a design strategist that will do the research and come up with the ideas. It really depends. But in any case, you can imagine, you know, they're like, okay, people are saying like the wait times are long and they don't want to like go into the store. They don't want to wait forever in the drive-through. They want to order ahead in the app. And like research is saying that, younger generations are comfortable with digital interactions, blah, 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 blah. Like you can just imagine what the research was. 
And then they're like, all right, but how are we going to solve for this? You know, like what are some ideas that would make sense that would solve the problem that people have? And, you know, a lot of times this is all just kind of like talk on paper. And as a storyteller, this is one thing that I do is I come in and I'm like, cool, what are your ideas? You know, like, let's make this into a story and I will make a, you know, series of illustrations or I'll make a kind of like 2D character animation explainer video type like future vision animation to show like a customer going through an experience with this order ahead lane and there's like a character and he's at his workplace and he's ordering on the app and then he gets in his car and he sees that there's two lanes and he he picks the order head lane because that's the one that you get to go in when you when you order head on the app and he goes by so much faster than the other cars that are like waiting longer and he's happy he gets his food from the conveyor belt and now he's you know back at work eating happily like i would tell that little story in this you know kind of lower fidelity way. It doesn't have to have all the bells and whistles of like a fancy motion design piece, but it would be good enough to tell a compelling story so that in a presentation, they could show that and be like, this is what it would be like versus just describing it and just showing like still images or just talking around it. It's just so valuable when you can have an actual video or some sort of way to visualize it um, other than like a PowerPoint presentation. Now that would be the lower fidelity way to visualize that. But, you know, depending on their budget, they might hire a 3D artist who's going to design this whole thing in 3D. And there's going to be like camera fly throughs and we're going to have voiceover of like what's going on. Or now that we have these immersive experiences, maybe they would like build it out in the metaverse and you could like go in and like experience it yourself. You know, there's so many more options now to visualize something that doesn't exist. And it's really exciting, which is why I say like whatever your skill set is, whatever you like to do. If you're more of an illustrator, there's a place for you. If you're more of a 2D character animator, there's a place for you. If you're more of a live action person, they also do that. They will like shoot live action and like composite it with all these different things to show the future. Like there's just, there's no end to where your skill set can plug in. And it's just a matter of making your offering and deciding what you like to do and approaching these companies and just saying like, this is, you know, what I offer. So if you were looking to get into this work, I would say, you know, look at articles like this that have like the future of, or something like that in the title and make your own story based on the technical skills that you like to do as an example, so that when you have these conversations with companies, you can show them something. You're not just saying you can do it. You can show them an an example. It doesn't have to be the whole long piece, but even just a couple seconds of video or animation to be like, here's an example of like 
the drive through of the future. Like you could even make that, you know, based on an article that I read about McDonald's, you know, like you can say that and just say, this is how I visualized it as a sample of, you know, what could be possible to tell these internal stories for initiatives for the future. So you want to have something to show when you're like trying to set up these discovery calls with potential clients, because that really is the goal. You know, you're going to hunt these people down on LinkedIn or you're going to meet them in person or, you know, however you're going to find them. And I have, you know, episodes that you can go back in my earlier podcasts for some ideas on how to find these people and how to reach out. But when you do, you want to have something to show them that's going to be relevant to them. You know, you don't want to just have like the typical motion design explainer video with like little icons popping up and text and stuff. It's like, that's not useful for them. Like they want it grounded in a business solution, something that they would need to communicate an idea for the future. You know, it needs to, you know, speak to them really. So create an example that they would be like, oh yeah, like I can imagine sharing something like that at a meeting. And it would really like help everyone get on the same page with this new concept. Or even that investor meeting that they mentioned in the article, you know, it said they first shared their plans for the concept restaurant in 2020 with their investors at this big meeting. And it's like, wouldn't that be perfect if they could show them a video of what this new experience would be like and why it would be valuable for the customer and why it would create growth for the company. So you have to remember that too. A lot of times with these stories, it's not just about the customer, you know, even though like we all want to make these beautiful customer experiences at the end of the day, it's really about like making money for the company. Like, let's be honest, that's what everyone wants to do. So anyway, I don't know if this is valuable, but I saw that article and I was like, oh, that's just so perfect. And I have another episode earlier about the CVS Minute Clinic, which is another example of like a typical project that you might be on. Um, so I don't know if these are valuable. Let me know. DM me on Instagram. I'm at Leanne underscore Brennan. Let me know if these are valuable. I'm just trying to think of like solo episodes that would help you guys. Um, I will put the link to the articles that I found um, for this drive through the future in the show notes. And yeah, let me know what you what do you guys need? Like, I feel like I don't know what to share in these solo episodes. I'm interviewing a lot of people and I have those interviews coming up, but in these little in-between ones, I want to help you all figure out how you can step into this space where there's going to be a huge need for it. I saw a job posting the other day for a motion designer at um, an innovation consultancy. And I was like, oh, this is coming. Like the wave is coming. And that's another thing you can do if you're looking to freelance in this way where you're doing these like internal motion design animation pieces or video or whatever, you can search for motion designers within design innovation consultancies, reach out to them. You know, sometimes you can find motion designers, like some of these companies have them already 
and ask them, you know, do you do internal work or do you work with the marketing team? If you do internal work for like internal initiatives for the future or, you know, prototyping or demo videos or anything like that, if you ever need a freelancer, I would love to get on your list. Like, I really love this type of work and want to use my skills in this way. So that's another idea. Like, um, and sometimes like the big companies are like IDEO and Frog. A lot of them have their own internal resources and systems. And there's a lot of red tape sometimes to get even on their freelancer list. So you might look for smaller design innovation consultancies. And again, start in your area. Like look if there's any in your city, your state, your region, your province, um, you know, like check in your area and and search for design innovation consultancy or um, innovation firm or even management consulting firm. Sometimes like sometimes they're called like growth strategy. Like everyone has their own verbiage for what they are, but um, search for innovation, search for human centered design, try and find companies in your area that are doing this work. And sometimes they will have an in-house motion designer there and reach out to them because again, like they are speaking your, you speak their language. Like you are one of them you have that camaraderie of like, oh, you know, we're on the same team kind of thing. So sometimes that can be an in as well. And I remember when I was working at an innovation consultancy continuum, which is now EPAM continuum, I was always looking for freelancers because I was constantly over-resourced. You know, there was always a need for video and animation there once I got things rolling and showed people what was possible. And I I was always looking for freelancers to be on my list to call upon when project teams would approach me and be like, hey, Leanne, are you available? Even though, <laughs> even though they were supposed to go to the resource manager for that, but they would always just come to my desk. I'm like, why are you coming to me? Anyway, they would come to me and ask if I was available and I would always want to say yes, but obviously I didn't want to overbook myself. So I had a running list of freelancers that I would share with the resource manager and be like, hey, this team is probably going to approach you asking for video work and here's some options. And we kind of shared that list and I was always trying to grow it. So you know, get on people's lists of their freelancers. They'll be happy to have another person that they can call upon when they need it. Okay. Well, that's what I wanted to share with you all today. Uh, Thank you for listening. Let me know what you thought of this episode. DM me on Instagram at Leanne underscore Brennan. If you are new to my world and you want to get a free masterclass to kind of learn more about what I'm talking about with like storytelling for innovation, you can go to freestoryclass.com to get a pre-recorded video where I just kind of like walk you through what I do for work. And if you want to get on my wait list for my course that I'm hoping to have out in spring 2023, you can go to storytellingforinnovation.com. 
All right. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. I really appreciate you all taking the time. I know our lives are super busy, especially this time of year. So thanks again for listening, and I will catch you on the next episode.